Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 448 from June 17th, 1997, a Tuesday night show. No guest tonight. And once again, another newly restored Kevin tape. It's actually been missing from the archive for 17 years. Adam plugs the upcoming appearance of Toad Wet Sprocket tomorrow night. We do have that show, so look forward to it. Adam reveals he's a big fan of their music and has never met them before. Adam also plugs the upcoming visit by Tom Arnold for the following episode, and we have that too. He talks about his multiple phoners into the show, one of which was during the first appearance of David Allen Greer. We still don't have that full show, so that partial episode will air as Classic Loveline 505. It's from September of 1997, and it's a best-of-show engineer Mike Mixed, combining the first appearance of Tom Arnold with the first appearance of David Allen Greer. We will be airing that in the feed, so you'll get a little extra Tom Arnold that you already heard, but you'll get some new dag. So, look forward to it. Adam tells Drew about his Father's Day meal with his dad. Apparently his sister and brother-in-law were in town with a newborn baby, fresh from Germany. And Dr. Drew brings up the time his triplets stripped nude when Adam visited them, just asking never to live this down. Again... This still comes up today in 2014. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. 0854... 4455. Dr. Drew is a board certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist. Uh, good evening, Drew. Good evening. All right. Uh, a couple of things uh, to discuss. Uh, first off, tomorrow night, Toad the Wet Sprocket will be in here. This is a band I'm looking forward to meeting. I've never met them, I've heard them on other radio shows. They sound delightful. I'm also a fan of their music. So uh, I'll be looking forward to meeting uh, the Toad Boys tomorrow. And uh, then Thursday, another guy I'm looking forward to meeting, Tom Arnold, will be in here. He's called in the show a couple of times now, I believe. Seems like a decent guy, and uh, we'll have a big chat with him uh, Thursday night. Now, uh, I just got back from a little belated Father's Day dinner uh-huh. with uh, Pops. I guess that uh, goes without saying. Was your grandmother there? No, Grandma was not there. A sister and uh, husband uh, are in town from baby? Germany with the baby. Ah. And... Uh, I really don't know how to act around kids. I, I've figured out. Uh, I'll attest to that. Uh, it, Just because my kids threw their clothes off, you, you, I <laughs> thought you were going to have some kind of a, a stroke. But I, I, I don't know how to act around infants, especially. And I realize that when you're around an infant, it doesn't really much matter how you act around the infant because the, the thing's uh, you know, uh, nine weeks old. Who's he telling? And what does he know? But there's other people around who are watching you interact with the infant, and it's important uh, that you, you know, you know, it's like, don't scratch your nuts and then, uh, and, you know, and then grab for the kid. You know, wash your hands. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Sort of a measure of your civility. It's how you behave around a kid. Right. And, uh, and your potential marrying uh, uh, sort of worth. Right. Right? Very and Women are carefully sizing you oh, up. It's, oh. like, it's like how they behave around your, their cats. Yeah, absolutely. When a woman sees you, I mean, here's a serious dating tip, guys. When you go to a woman's house for the first time and she has a cat, dog, a hamster, a ferret, a iguana, whatever it is, be kind to it. Because uh, that is, uh, first off, an extension of her, and second off, uh, basically a little mock child. How you treat that animal is how you may treat your potential child, your offspring with her. And whether you want kids with her or not is not the point. The point is you're never going to get to try if, uh, you, you know, you drop kick uh, the schnauzer across the living room. So you have to, you know, 
you have to handle it a certain way. Beautiful little child. And uh, seeing my sister with this child, I, I started thinking my sister, you know, immediately with the baby talk, and just couldn't get enough of this kid. Because uh, the kid, uh, Casper... <laughs> <laughs> you had to drop that one in. Uh, uh, Casper is only, uh, he's like uh, six, seven weeks old. Is it German for something? Or? Uh, it means... Uh, Friendly ghost? Uh, no. Uh, okay, true. What are you taking? Some sort of a uh, Berlitz comedy uh, cassettes or something? Do you listen to those in your car now? What is going on with you? Become uh, uh, Shecky Drew, uh, uh, Dr. Gaffa all of a sudden. All right. All right. Relax over there. Right. The point is this. Uh, my sister loves the hell out of this kid. Oh, she's picking everything. And, you know, the beauty of the kid is, uh, uh, look, bile's coming out of his mouth. Oh, isn't that great? That is so cute. You know, and everything is uh, is great. And they're having a big, uh, there's a, uh, practically a parade in the kitchen uh, with the stepmother and the dad and uh, my sister Lauren and Kristoff, uh, the husband, uh, because the baby had a solid BM. <laughs> and I didn't want to, you know, throw any water on the parade, so I just cheered along. But I didn't know uh, why we were cheering, uh, because we'd went out to dinner and we came back and my stepmother Lynn said, uh, hey, guess what? Change the diaper. Solid BM. There was a BM in there. And I thought, uh, what do you expect me to find in there? Like, <laughs> like a, a family opossum? Uh, w- what else would be in the diaper? Uh, BM. And I thought, and er- oh, my sister was elated. Oh, that's great. And the dad was, oh, Casper, that a boy. And I thought, uh, well, what is that, Drew? Is uh, BM's a good thing, a sign of uh, virility? or? Well, no, I mean, has he had some diarrhea? It's pretty serious for a little kid. Oh, he may have had diarrhea. And finally got over it. I didn't want to say anything. Are, I they, just are they traveling from Germany or are they over They're here? They're traveling oh, from I mean, Germany. You, uh, you cannot imagine how stressful it is traveling with a kid that age. It's like it's like traveling with like an intensive care patient or something. Oh really? Yeah, like like their ventilator is just not hooked up quite. Yeah, and with the with the with the pressure and everything on the descent, the just kid's ears their, popping and everything. Ears popping. There's the diet changes, the time changes. Oh, because he was living off sensitive. of uh, beer and strudel and knockwurst uh, when he was over there, and here he just gets strained peas. And y- what y- diet change, Drew? He eats uh, canned well, peas and milk or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I mean, who knows? I, I I don't know what they're doing for diet. Is he, is he eating solids yet? No, so no, just just formula. No, I oh, gave him some gristle off my plate, but right. Uh, no. All right, so uh, he had the solid BM, and we're all pretty elated about that. But I was watching my sister uh, look at this uh, this young little uh, bundle of love and and just bond with it. And boy, I mean, like you never seen before. And I I thought of it. Now there's two things going on. A it's her child, mm-hmm. and B, it's new. Mm. And I thought to myself, and they're very easy to love at that age because you just sort of put them in whatever position you want, throw them over your shoulder, and go take a walk with them. I thought by the time they're teenagers, the parents hate their guts. And I thought, this is the kind of enthusiasm we need now when the kid's a teenager. Oh, absolutely. So, and the same kind of parenting. <laughs> I think the kid should come out as a teenager. And go backwards. I don't know where he would go from there. But uh, all I'm saying is, is that, boy, if you could muster this kind of enthusiasm for the kid when he's 16 and a half, oh, yeah. uh, he's, you know, he's uh, in the bathroom masturbating all day long. He's got, uh, you know, the uh, Ryan's belt uh, in acne on his, uh, on, on his forehead. And, uh, you know, he uh, wants to get another tongue piercing and he's acting out. And you found a, uh, this, you know, a bong in his room that was uh, fashioned out of the uh, squeezable honey container. And you know what I'm saying? This is the type of love, unconditional love and affection uh, they need. But by then, it's worn off. 
It's not just worn out. They also get to act out their own pathology as the child becomes a separate person. Great. And would that be nice to watch? I, uh, yes. I love every minute of it. Uh, what, what impact you're going to have? This what scares me. Oh, boy. I'm going to take care of that boy. I realize I'm going to be the uncle. I'm going to yeah. be that weird uh, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> from California, yeah. Yeah, weird uncle from California. No, oh, it's going to be uh, making fun of me and Are they going back to all Germany? his friends. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be going back, but eventually they'll come back. Can we, can we uh, you hid your sister from us for years. Can we, like, see these people? Uh, she's in Germany. What do you want me to do? Uh, is she there right now? Her out? Uh, she, no, she's home now. She's uh, with young Casper. She'll come out and visit you. She said, uh, you like Drew? Just, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Doesn't seem that way. All right, uh, another little piece of business I'm going to get to. Uh, this will be a little teaser. Um, a couple nights ago, we were talking about something. I brought something up, and then we didn't know if we were going to talk about it, and I said I better check on it before I talk about it. Well, I'm ready to talk about it tonight. Did you check with the author? Yes, uh, uh, Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho, the uh, fine young... Um, what is her uh, nationality, uh, Drew? It's Korean. Uh, yes, Korean. Korean uh, comedian. Well, do we have to do that, or we can just call her comedian, right? Yeah. Actress. Uh, Margaret Cho is, uh, she's really one of the top ten Korean stand-ups uh, working, a female uh, working uh, in, in her 20s uh, in Los Angeles. I'm going on a limb and saying that. No, she's very funny. And she came in here, and she was in here. We had a good show with her like a week ago or maybe two weeks ago now. And she wrote a script. She was on uh, All American Girl, that uh, sitcom, five, eight years ago. And uh, as it turns out, she's a writer, and she's a pretty solid writer, and she's working on a feature. And she wrote a part for me in this feature. Now, there's uh, parts for a lot of people uh, she knows, and some of them uh, I know, Laura Keitlinger, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, and uh, a few other uh, comedic notables. Uh, you know, Weird Al is in there. Yes, thank you, Engineer Mike. Uh, why do you have to do that? And uh, I, Carrot Top will be, uh, will be my understudy in case uh, I go down in the line. But um, she wrote a part in uh, for me, and she gave me the script and, and told me that it was a, uh, uh, a difficult scene, uh, that I was playing myself and that she was basically playing herself, and, uh, and I'm no actor. God knows I'm no actor. I asked anybody I've been on an audition for, uh, if I'm an actor, they will tell you unequivocally, No! But uh, Margaret gave me this scene, and, and before uh, the, the, the next break, I think I'll read it. It's a, it's a, a titillating scene. And, it's uh, a, uh, shocking. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a shocking scene. I will, uh, I will edit it as best I can. Uh, and, uh, Drew, you'll get, a, you'll get a nice chuckle out of this as well. Uh, Sarah, 15. Hi. Hey. How are you guys tonight? Good. I have a problem. Um, I was going out with a guy for about three and a half weeks. And I really trusted him because we were good friends at first. You know, we partied together and everything. And um, when we were going out, I found out that he was holding hands with a girl. I'm like, oh, no big deal. You know, just immature crap. And then um, a couple or Saturday night, I found out that he liked my friend Jamie. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. So I called him up to talk to him about it. And he blew me off. He just kept hanging up, hanging up on me. Is she a good friend so, of yours? What? Is she a good friend of yours? Yes, she is. Your best friend? No, not my best. Friend. All right. Oh, imagine what your best friend's yeah, up to. I say that might be coming. <laughs> Maybe that's next. And then so I had my friend call him up and say it was over. You know, I took. Well, 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 well. You had your friend call him up. 
Yeah, because he kept hanging up on me. Oh, boy, do I, I... I swear to God, Drew, I miss those days when you could get your friends to do your bidding. <laughs> Not only uh, do your bidding in terms of ending a relationship or even beginning a relationship, but they would go out and do, like, little scouting reports. Hey, uh, guess what I found out about Sheila? Oh, yeah. Turns out she thinks you're cute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tell her uh, <laughs> that I uh, might like to go on a date with her. Okay. Uh, uh, she said, uh, now it's one of her friends coming right, back. Right. Um, uh, listen, <laughs> before you know it, you got 15 people involved. It's like uh, NATO. Everyone's sitting around listening to, uh, you know, uh, some, some sort of big NATO summit where everyone has different uh, interpreters and headphones on, and we're all sitting in one big place trying to figure out whether you're getting laid this weekend or not. <laughs> all right, Sarah. So, so you had one of your friends uh, uh, call on his seconds. Yeah, because he kept hanging up on me. So I just told her to say, well, it's his loss. Right. And I talked to him today, and I'm like, you know, I bet I was being really nice to him because I still want to keep a friendship because he's a really nice guy. Mm. And I'm like, well, Jeff, you know, how how is it going? How is work? And so you and Jamie going out. And he's like, oh, no. You know, so I got a hold of my friend Jamie, and I'm like, so what's up with you? You know, because he told me she wanted to talk to me. No, she's like, oh. Well, if so, you guys, are, or if we're going to go out, you don't have a right to be mad. I'm like, I took it really hard because I did trust him, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Trusted I'm him? Like, I, I'm totally confused. I don't know. This somehow has turned into uh, the uh, some sort of Tiger Beat forum. Uh, yeah. Let's ask Drew. He's dreaming. Sir, <laughs> bottom line is you cannot require people or necessarily expect them to behave that way you wish they would. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, that you terminated your relationship with him, mm-hmm. and he went on to carry on in the way he saw fit. And then she, what did she say? She said, oh. All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, uh, he said, she said, then he saw her, then I mm. had a friend call no, her. Not, I mean, that's... Uh, we need to have a friend call Sarah and tell her we don't care. Well... All right, I feel bad. She's trapped in this, and I know what it's like to be that age and have this surround you, but uh, really, you're, the, the country's about to kill themselves. Uh, uh, the guy's not right for you. Yeah. Uh, your friend maybe is uh, not a good fr- as good a friend as you maybe uh, thought, and that may be something to look into. As far as the guy goes, forget about this. Uh, let's be friends. Uh, this is not going to work, especially a week after the breakup. Uh, and Drew, isn't it funny? Uh, we're just talking about how friends really get involved with relationships yeah, when yeah, you're younger. Yeah. And you go from uh, really getting right in the middle of relationships. I mean, I did a lot of bidding for other guys. I got in, f- in between people. There was that thing where, you know, there'd be a party, and the guy would get drunk, and he'd do something stupid, and he'd go run it flying out of the uh, apartment, and the girl would go chasing after him, and she'd be crying, and you'd have to, like, walk her back uh, into the thing and settle her down, and she was loaded, too, and blah, blah, blah. Now, what were you doing when you did that? Trying to get late. Yeah. But uh, the point is this. Uh, somehow, so somehow this impulse uh, never worked. Somehow this impulse uh, from I'm going to get in and get right in the middle of everything goes from I'm going to get right into the fray to uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, leave me alone. Uh, I'm staying out of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Susan could call me and say, uh, uh, I Drew OD'd on uh, tranquilizers. He's talking a suicide. Ham uh, uh, caller's manager. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't get involved. <laughs> Um, uh, like, uh, we're right in the middle of cops here. You mind? Uh, I'll see him tonight. 
I mean, is it true now? I mean, you know the cardinal sin is getting involved in a, right. in a, between well, somebody now. You, you don't want to hear you, it. You learn your boundaries, and you also uh, don't need that kind of drama to... to you got di- your own drama. ...divert yourself from your own feelings. That's and, right. And I, I was just thinking about this thing with Sarah, the caller we just had. And, and it, people have to realize that a good part of their relationships with people uh, are infused with history in the sense that they're having relationships that are based upon their internal object relationships. We, we, it's basically what we talk about on this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, no. that, uh, the, the issues with their parents and other people. Oh, and right. relate to themselves and others. Right. Or, or, or it has nothing to do with the reality. The reality is this guy doesn't like her. He's probably a big a-hole. He, and she's got him idealized as some kind of perfect guy. He's a great friend. He's this wonderful guy that right. has to fulfill the image that she needs to have a relationship with, but it's not who he is. Yeah. All these people uh, that, uh, oh, he was such a horrible, uh, hateful boyfriend, but he really has all these great uh, humanistic qualities, and I'd like to keep in touch with him. And it's, uh, it's, bad plan. Right, it was my best friend's fault for seducing him. Right. Sunshine, 20. Hi. Hey. Hi all right. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing a guy for the past few months. And we are sexually active. Uh, uh, maybe about a month or so ago, we were having sex in the condom brook. I'm supposed to be getting my period within the week. Yesterday it started, but it was like only for an hour, and it stopped. Well, excuse me, are you normally regular? I'm usually pretty. It, it, it varies. Sometimes it's irregular. Sometimes it's regular. That would be irregular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the yeah. times it was regular would be also irregular. We'll Once call that uh, regularly yeah, irregular. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Um, and so this, what you thought was coming, although it was a week early, you speculated this was your period. Yeah. Okay. It, um, just because you're bleeding doesn't mean you're not pregnant. Okay. Okay. You need to get a pregnancy test. All right. I, I had taken one. And? Actually, and it was supposed to be, if you, okay, pink, you're pregnant, no yeah. color, you're not. Yeah. It, was, it turned green. I don't know what happened. If the test was wrong, I should take another. Or I take another. That would be my first guess on that. Uh, I'm going with demon seed. Is there a demon seed? Uh, is there a picture on the on the back of the box of the kid with like uh, sixes carved in his forehead and horns coming out? Bad boy. Uh, no, I don't remember seeing something like that. All right. All right. Uh, so take another drink. Take another one. Uh, oftentimes bleeding in the first couple months of pregnancy, in fact, can actually be termed first trimester bleeding. It, it's actually a threatened abortion potentially or a miscarriage. And it isn't necessarily your period. So people who ask, gee, can you have a period when you're pregnant? It's not really that you're having a period. It's that you're bleeding, and that's a complication of pregnancy. Uh, Megan, 17. Um, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Megan. Speaking with you. Uh, it's lovely to talk to you this evening. I present you with a little problem. Um, about three months ago, I came out to my parents, and I told them that I was bisexual. You're 17. Yes. What, what does that mean at 17? At 17, it means that I'm attracted to other women that I've experimented, but I have not had a relationship. All right. And what does experimented mean? Um, kissed, touched, um, nothing beyond that. It's a really, uh, the, the world has really got, gotten to a sad state when 17-year-old women uh, have gotten more than I got when I was 17 as a heterosexual with women. But uh, understand that, that uh, at, at that age and that behavior could mean you're heterosexual. Yeah. Could mean you're bisexual. Mm-hmm. Could mean you're beginning to be a homosexual. Yeah. That, All right. That, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. That's your business. Mm-hmm. All right. But the point is that she uh, burdened her parents. With well, that's my question. Why did you feel compelled to uh, blurt that out at the dinner table? Well, I just, I've been kind of having these feelings for a couple of years now. And that's fine. And I mean, I, I'm very open with my parents about sex and they're very open with me. 
and we have a great communication about it, so I felt that I should ask them about this. Hmm. Okay. All right, we'll buy this. All right, yeah, I'll take okay. it. Uh, uh, hold on. Now, mental note. Never be open with your kids about sexuality. Go ahead, Megan. Okay. Right, like you um, never would be. <laughs> my father was very supportive, and he shared his experiences, not um, having sex with men, but men coming on to him in college. And hey, but what would it have done if uh, he said that, you know, it was uh, the 60s and everyone was doing it, and he, he, he blew his roommate in college a couple of times? I would have respected him for telling me. Really? You wouldn't have went like, oh, Dad, come on. No. Were you wearing the cardigan sweater or uh, <laughs> what? Oh, you wouldn't have? No, I would have respected him for telling me. All right. Okay. All right. But um, the issue is my mother in that she has a very strong moral and value system, and I respect that, but she has... Um, kind of said that I have a choice in choosing either men or women. Like, are you living on a kibbutz or are these your parents, Megan? What is this? I, I respect your values. I, even I can't tolerate that crap. <laughs> even Drew's got a puss on over here, Megan. Oh, Come you, on. Is you, there any real affect, any real feelings in response to the stuff your parents are telling you? Yeah. and I What's mean, my the mother, feeling? Well, excuse me? What is the feeling you had when you were going through all this? Confusion. Okay. I mean... All right. Yeah. That, that's a place to start. Okay. So you're confused about what you're feeling and how your parents made you feel. Right. All right. But my mother has told me that if, that I she's kind of pushing me towards choosing men so that she wants me to shove this other curiosity point of me kind of in the closet and just say, don't deal with it. And if you... Well, it's... Is this the way your parents have always sort of... If they have rationalized you down on everything, whenever you express a feeling, they're like, well, that's reason. Let's think about it. Um, no, this is kind of me, just kind of rationalizing everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but, but the major point is that my mother has kind of said that if I ever am with a woman, she will disown me. Oh, for, oh, but uh, i got to respect that value system, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Very understanding uh, and uh, open-minded uh, and great on. communication. I, yeah, that's why you told the folks. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Megan, Megan. Yes. Uh, first off, uh, let me say a few things. Okay. You're 17. Mm-hmm. You you uh, you sound like you're going uh, just finishing up your uh, thesis on uh, on uh, women's uh, roles in uh, medieval uh, societies, and uh, that you uh, wearing beads, uh, mustache, uh, afro out to here, uh, Birkenstocks, and you're in your uh, 11th year at uh, Mills College up in Berkeley. Uh, I don't know how a 17-year-old sounds like you, but uh, God bless you. My hat's off to you. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you read a lot? Um, I just, I kind of have become my own person. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I see. Now, here's, here's our theory, okay. Megan, and we can always figure it out. You started off by, we started off by saying, why on earth did you tell your parents you're bisexual at 17? Not because we don't think you're bisexual, mm -hmm. just because uh, who wants to drop this bomb on their folks while you're living at home and deal with the slings and arrows? And, and, and you know, for, uh, for all you know, they may throw you out of the house. Especially it is, it is really at the stage of experimentation and she's not mm -hmm. clear. And, uh, right. Nothing's carved in stone just yet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I wanted to be a race car driver, then an astronaut. Uh, <laughs> nobody cared. Uh, and I never was. And uh, thank God I didn't go out and buy an outfit. Because <laughs> it'd just be gathering dust at this point. 
All right, but anyway, you started off, we asked you why you told your parents, and you said, uh, because I live in this environment that's very open, and it's uh, nurturing, and we speak openly about our sexuality, and blah, blah, blah. We pictured this uh, utopia where uh, people walked around with nothing but a fig leaf uh, over their <laughs> genitalia. Uh, lo and behold, uh, your mom is uh, ready to take a, a rolling pin to the side of your head for this and disown you if you ever get near another woman. Right. Okay, so uh, it is not that sort of environment that you led us to believe. Okay. And you knew that when you told her. You knew she would have a reaction because this is the woman you've known for 17 years. Okay. She didn't surprise you, did she? Yes. She did? Yes. You didn't know her, uh, the way she thought, her ideologies and all that? You didn't feel nervous telling her this stuff? No, I didn't. So you thought she would welcome you with open arms, but it turns out she's a... Uh, I thought she would be rational about it and discuss it. Right, Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what is rationalization. Mom, mom is so busy repressing her own feelings with um, we're going to reason this out and do right. it proper and and uh, politically correct tonight, honey. And uh, uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then finally, some real feeling broke through here. Well, and, that's, and that and that may be have been Megan's only goal. Mom, have a feeling. Ah, yes, trying to get a rise out of mom. Yeah, just have an affect. Mom, where are you? Where are you? Yes, very interesting. All right, so uh, it worked. There is blood coursing through those veins of hers, after all. I questioned this, yes. Yeah. All right. But you have to show some affect, too, and you don't model your mom so much and get in touch with your own feelings and don't be so frightened by them. See, okay. this is why uh, next time you do the same thing, but you play it safe, which is, uh, 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 you know, uh, Larry, my brother, uh, he said he was gay. What do you think of that? And see how she reacts. If that works, then you go in uh, right with the lesbianism after that. All right, Drew, you're always right. There's, uh, listen, listen to me, all you people that always call and say, uh, what's wrong with being straight ahead with the parents? Uh, what's wrong with knowing you're bisexual or gay at 16, 17, whatever it is, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm telling you right now, 100%, every call we ever get, any time a kid comes out to his folks under the age of 20, he's trying to get a rise out of them. Trying to Dr. Drew is right. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Trying it's either something. get a rise out of mama or screw papa. It's something. Yeah, something. Absolutely. All right. And there's nothing wrong with the truth, and I'm not saying uh, uh, those who are gay should, uh, should uh, cower in the closet. I'm just saying uh, at 17, dropping that bomb on your folks may not be the greatest idea, and there's usually an ulterior motive. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be... Float. Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should, should call do? everyone at Prosper.com. What? Ever try to get a loan? Home everyone? improvement. We're just talking about that. Credit cards paid off, a business startup. It's hard. There's trouble, man. Like I always say, no such thing as good credit. Only bad <laughs> credit and no credit. That is all. Anyway, it's a better way to borrow. Prosper.com. Turning the lending industry on its ear, man. Uh, it's an online marketplace, and it connects borrowers like you with investors. You can go up to $35,000, man. You get a low fixed rate. Never set foot in a bank. And check your rate instantly. It's not going to affect your credit score. You're not going to get on some list. Just go check it out. Go to prosper.com slash Adam. See what your score is. See what your rate is. 
For a limited time, by the way, they're offering my listeners a $50 gift card when you get a loan. It's a Visa gift card when you get a loan at prosper.com slash Adam Drew. Other restrictions apply. See site for program and Visa prepaid card details. The card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida, NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered industrial bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. All right. Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Lee Gifford. And this week on Kathy Lee and Company... Two of the funniest people literally on the planet. First, it's the sharp-witted Dennis Miller. And then a man whose comic art form specializes in creating some of the most uncomfortably compelling characters we've ever seen, including his latest Netflix hero, Derek, whom I just love. And I'm crazy about the one and only Ricky Gervais at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. This is Ice-T. You're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Nobody moves, nobody gets hurt. Yes. Ice-T. All right. Uh, phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, uh, Dr. is board certified physician. That's it. All right. Um, last break, I was telling you uh, about uh, comedian uh, Margaret Cho from uh, All-American Girl and many, many other uh, headlining stand-up performances uh, around the country. I uh, was in the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, I didn't know Margaret before then, but um, we sort of I knew who she was, and we had some mutual friends and all that. Anyway, turns out she's uh, quite a nice writer. Wrote herself a uh, feature and is, uh, was kind enough to uh, give me a nice part in it. Uh, she's basically playing herself. I'm basically playing myself, and uh, everyone's sort of playing their self. Um, Bobcat Goldthwaite and um, uh, Weird Al and uh, Laura Keitlinger and, uh, and some other, um, uh, oh, who the hell, uh, Janine Garofalo, I think, uh, a few other people uh, were planning on uh, being in it. And uh, it's just at the, you know, writing stages, trying to get funding and all that stuff. But uh, she gave me the script uh, the other night, came over to the house. Uh, it turns out she just lives down the street. And um, I'm no actor. We, we got that. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Uh, Drew, if I'm no actor, uh, you're really no actor. At least I can act like I'm acting uh, once in a while. <laughs> you're not even a hawk. The point is, she gave me a script and said, uh, uh, listen, it's a very difficult scene. And I said, uh, oh, you know, what do I got to do? Like chop wood or something? You mentioned she was real anxious to have you uh, like the scene, too. She said, yes, read it. read it. I will not sleep until you read it. And I uh, read four or five pages a month. Uh, this thing is uh, 65 pages long. I told her, you know, it's going to take a while. She said, uh, don't go forward to your scene and then read that. And, you know, I immediately, uh, as soon as she left, skipped forward to my scene and only read that and then went back and read the beginning part. I uh, still haven't got to the very end. But the point is this. Um, it is a, a savage love scene uh, going on in this. And uh, this is... Uh, it's yeah, between you and Margaret Cho? Me and Margaret Cho. It's a no-holds-barred uh, uh, love scene that's uh -huh. going on. And uh, uh, You want to set the stage at all? Uh, the stage is, as uh, best as I can tell, uh, Margaret and I are at a party. And uh, I am basically hitting on Margaret in no uncertain terms. And Margaret's playing coy, but eventually I uh, win her over. And, and everybody uh, that knows you knows you're very aggressive in a public situation. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, let me tell you, I'm, I am, I am, oh, I, I'm like a uh, Wolverine. Once yeah, I yeah. set my sights on a woman, it, it goes something like this. Uh, hey, can I get you some punch? <laughs> uh, no, thanks. I'm topped off. Uh, all right. I'm going to go masturbate in the corner. 
Uh, call me if you need some punch. Uh, that's, that's that's my hard sell. That's, that's, that's very aggressive. That's very aggressive for me. But uh, I'm going to hand. Well, that's why they call it acting, isn't it? All right. So uh, we'll skip right ahead. Uh, we'll forget to the, the courtship. We'll get right to the sex uh, part here. All right. All right. Uh, Anne, uh, producer Anne will be uh, playing the part of uh, Margaret Cho. Yeah, me seducing you is quite a stretch here, okay? Yeah, I know. All right, let me just read. This would never uh, happen in person. Let me read uh, the action that goes uh, right before the dialogue. Uh, she downs her drink. Okay, because we're at the party right now. She downs her drink. Margaret drinks? Uh, apparently she's an actress. Uh, she downs her drink. Uh, uh, can, we shut it, uh, can we shut Drew's mic off, please? <laughs> She downs her drink and grabs him by the wrist. She drags him up the stairs. So we're now uh, upstairs uh, at the party. Uh, interior, upstairs room. Flashback later. She pushes him into the room and pulls a chair to the center of it. Take off your pants and sit down. What? I said take off your pants and sit down. No, wait, just uh. <laughs> She undoes his belt and yanks his pants down and pushes him uh, back into the chair. Come on. No, stop. But Shut up. <laughs> yes, ma'am, indeed. Shutting up right now as we speak. I am con ceasing to talk. Uh, Ann, jump in there. Oh, sorry. No, she uh, pulls, she pulls off her, her panties, panties and shoves them into his mouth. I said shut up. All right, now, here's the accent. Uh, she straddles him and uh, Fs him hard. Her baby. face seething in hatred, her eyes narrow into slits. His face is a comic mixture of shock, happiness, uh, slight pain, and pure lust. Now here's the part I'm going to have to work on. She said I could work on the script with her a little bit. He climaxes instantly. <laughs> now what I'd like, if I'm doing this scene, is for An them, hour later. Yeah, them to show like an alarm clock, alarm radio or something, and then have it go forward like 16 hours, and then have me go, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, she gets off him and slaps him hard across the face. <laughs> she leaves slamming the door behind her. Adam just sits there, not knowing what to make of it. Pants around his ankles, choking on black lace. Then he kind of smiles and nods like, hey, that was all right. Well, that is my scene. And he smokes a cigarette. And he smokes a cigarette. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Producer Ann is Margaret Cho, everybody. A fantastic uh, rendition. I didn't, I couldn't tell him apart. So uh, I, I don't want to make uh, I don't want to make too much light of it. It's a well-written script. Engineer Mike, uh, you read it, uh, did you not? You uh, you were impressed by it. I read certain parts four or five times. Yes, yeah. I notice I, because I, I need a flat wondered. bar to get the middle part uh, uh, unattached from the page. I'm the only person that happened to be listening to that to get this very intense wave of nausea. Drew. Believe me, uh, you know, we were having a good time with it, but once I put my game face on, look out. It's a pretty sexy script. It's a very sexy script, oh. and uh, and uh, it's well written, too. The dialogue leading up to it's fun. We were just uh, having a good time there. So. All right, thank you, uh, Ann. Oh, okay. All right, back to the phones, Drew? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy, 14. Yeah, um, I listen to you guys a lot, and um, Adam, you're absolutely right about having pie instead of cake. Yes. And you're one of the young ones. See, I got to get them young. Yeah. You are the future uh, pie eaters, pie bakers, and pie connoisseurs of the world. Hook, line, and sinker. Jeremy, what's up? Yeah, um, what's the deal with the curved penis? What do you mean? Yeah, like, it's curved. 
Right. So how can, how does it get like that, and why? Well, how much curve? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some curve is normal. I mean, routine. Let's say like a banana. Yeah, no. kind of like that. That's just the way it's Mother Nature meant it to be. How about uh, like a uh, pretzel? <laughs> no, that'd be bad. We, we, it was interesting. We had that guy bring up the issue of uh, circumcision and how some of the uh, curvatures towards the tip could be residual scarring from circumcision, which I'd really not included in our discussions about that. But it seems quite possible. Uh, yep, sure does. All right, uh, J- uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, you 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 uh, you lurching or listing to one side or the other? Well, to the left. To the left. Uh, and uh, it, the the question is, I guess Drew always asks, is there any pain involved? No. Any trouble having an erection? Not, Not at his age. It, it's at which there becomes discomfort or dysfunction that you concern yourself about it. Otherwise, uh, leave it be. All right. Uh, I'm interested in this call more. Uh, we're going to break, so uh, sell it, uh, Ocean. Ocean? Hello? You're 19. Sorry. All right, tell us your question. Okay, it's kind of complicated. I don't know how much I can get in before break, but... Um, a guy I was seeing, I got pregnant with his kid, and he pretty much, well, he talked me into having an abortion, and I'm regretting it now, and I'm holding a lot of resentment towards him for it, and I don't know, it goes a lot further than that, but... How far, what do you mean? How much further can it get? Well, um, when we first started seeing each other, it, was, it wasn't even like a relationship type thing. It was just kind of, you know, we were both there and both drunk, and it just kind of happened, and then... It just was <clears throat> pretty much a casual thing after that, and it went on for, you know, a couple months. As, as far as he was concerned, it was casual anyway. Well, yeah, basically, yeah, I did have feelings for him, but yeah. um, he had told me from the beginning he didn't want a relationship, and I, you know, was fine with that. Hmm, really? Well, yeah, you're real real good with that, huh? <laughs> well, or you just figured as far as you, I could have been, yeah. I figured you eventually would win him over. Yeah, basically. Right. And um, I did become pregnant. And was that part of the attempt to win him over, do you think? No. That was an accident. No, it was an accident. Okay. And um, Why? What happened? Well, my stupidity. It wasn't really an accident. But what happened? Uh, we were having unprotected sex. <coughs> you might might speculate that that had something to do with <coughs> trying to... There are certain to... courts in this uh, great land of ours who would uh, cast aspersions uh, on uh, ocean. For that comment, they would say uh, maybe, in fact, uh, she was on some level. On some level, I mean, maybe Floyd, not a conscious Floyd level. I would say there's no accidents. Right, right. Except for trains, uh, those are always accidents. Uh, but you know what I'm saying, right, Drew? This is kind of a train wreck. Okay. All right, uh, Ocean. Uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, we'll get back and tell you uh, why it was no accident that you got pregnant by this guy and what you can do about it after this. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and light. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Hey, everybody. Good old JR Jim Ross here, and I've got one hell of a tough guy. Hardcore Bob Holly on the Ross Report, six-time hardcore champion at least. He's got plenty of stories to tell without any holes barred, I promise. So download the Ross Report now at podcastone.com to hear my upfront and candid conversation 
with Hardcore Bob Holly. That's podcastone.com. Listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, phone number 1 800 LFEE 191. Uh, that is Drew. I'm Adam, uh, and uh, here we go. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Well, don't draw it that way then, Drew. I, I don't understand what that means. Uh, Ocean 19. Hi. Hi. Okay, so uh, you dated a guy uh, casually, uh, you met, and this is a sex thing, and. Um, uh, you you didn't want to admit to yourself uh, that you're more involved with him. Uh, just like no women want to admit when they're just uh, having a quote-unquote casual sex with a guy that they're more interested than they want uh, than they want to admit. And and what it is is they know the guy's not interested, so they try to spare their own feelings. Well, not only that, they're they're like they believe they should be able to behave the way the guy does too, and be just as gratified. And on some level, there is this expectation. That, well, the guy seems to be experiencing something nice, and I'm experiencing it a certain way. He must be experiencing the same thing. Right. And, by the way, I should be able to behave like a man and be okay with this, too. Right. And uh, the reality is the guy could be uh, humping a mechanical cow and uh, would probably uh, be right up, wi- uh, right up in the gratification department. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, some guys. Now, when it's love, it's love, Ocean. And uh, there are plenty of guys who will, uh, I'm sure, uh, be willing to treat you like the queen that you are, but uh, not this guy. Everything's changed now, though. That's the whole thing. All right. So you got pregnant, and he talked you into the abortion. Right. Right. And um, I, I didn't want to do it. Right. And um, I've just been kind of keeping my distance from him. And, I mean, he's been really good throughout this whole thing. And now he says that um, he feels so close to me because of everything we've been through and that um, he's missed me so much and... Um, he just wants to be a part of my life, and he wants a relationship now. And wow, I don't know. I don't know what to think because right. What what could what, what is it you're concerned about? I'm, and why don't you trust it? I don't. I don't know. I just feel like he was being really selfish throughout the whole thing about the. So, so now you're so resentful for the way he behaved with this that you don't want him back anymore. But I I still have feelings for him though, and that's. I just, I don't, I think I just need to be careful or something. I don't know what it is. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, but it's interesting how he was more it, acceptable to you when he wasn't emotionally available. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh-oh. Drew, uh, Drew went for the wallet, Ocean. <laughs> uh, look out. Uh-oh. All right, hold on a second. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Drew's very brash and cocky tonight. I gave him the last three bucks to the parking guy at the no. restaurant. I swear to God. Uh, come on, Drew. Drew, you pocketed that. Uh, did no, you pocket? Or did we split that we last split night? We split it. All right, come on. Let me a dollar. That's all I have. Come on, big boy. This is it. All right, you owe me. You owe me. All right, I'll, or you'll owe me. All right, I'll owe you. All right, uh, Drew, go ahead. You're very confident. Um, well, just that, that she, is, she is more comfortable with the emotionally unavailable male. And uh, as as conflicted as that was, uh, oh God, uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get real specific. She's the oldest child, three or four siblings, uh, and Dad was inconsistently available. And sometimes, 
really disappointed her, and I'm not quite clear exactly how. No, no, all Maybe parents, got sick or something. Uh, but listen, but something in a, in a, Gandhi really disappointed his kids on I mean, occasion. Really, uh, Did Gandhi have kids? All right, Dad was away at work all the time. Son of Gandhi? Well, now there's a movie. <laughs> there's a sequel. Forget about this uh, Gandhi. Son of Gandhi. He, uh... Uh, do you want the salt uh, over my dead body, you bloody limeys? Uh, and, uh, you know, machine gun firing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you got to chuckle out of that. I've been you? a good audience so All far. Right, thank you. Not? All right, all right. Uh, I'm going with... Um, all right, uh, <laughs> it's a day late and a dollar short. Um, uh, she's with this guy. Now she doesn't trust the guy. I think she's, this is healthy. All right. Uh, okay. I'm going with normal. Okay. Uh, Ocean. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, you're both wrong, I guess. Both wrong? Yeah. Uh, sexual abuse? Well, no. A physical lot of physical abuse. abuse. Physical abuse. Uh, yeah. My no dad way. died two years ago, and that's been real hard on me. And Who physically abused you? My father. And, and then he died, and you never really reconciled with him? Yeah. Uh, we were actually in... A huge fight, and we hadn't spoken for months before uh, he died. And so, but, uh, all right, so it's emotionally unavailable or, or and or abusive male is the one that you're most comfortable with. And now that this guy's showing you some genuineness, you're yeah. rejecting him. All right, but you're also right not to trust him because of his track record. Yeah. All right, so uh, what have we learned, Ocean? Uh, whatever, uh, go against your, your judgment. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have a younger sister. Uh-huh. All right. Big deal, Drew. Everyone, everyone's got a younger sister. I could have had one. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so o Ocean... You, you, you do have one, don't you? No, she's a year older. Uh, you're going to have to feel this one out. Okay. You're right to be skeptical. Okay. However, realize that you have some difficulty uh, opening up to somebody when they become available. You'd rather have them abusive and unavailable. Lorraine, 20. Hi, Adam. All right, do you guys see the polar bear theory? Hey, uh, everybody, you're all the same. <laughs> That's what we're here to tell you. Uh, end of show. Let's go home. <laughs> That's it. Everyone's the same. Everybody is the same. Given the same parents, uh, you get the same outcome. That's it. All right, Lorraine. Um, I have a problem. At least uh, in the extremes. I right. had a baby five months ago, and ever since then, um, whenever I have sex, like it's like a week before my period, it's painful. And like recently, like within the past, last time I had sex, um, it hurt so bad it felt like it was labor pains, but it went away within like an hour. Uh, do you have any unusual bleeding or discharge? No. And your periods have been regular? Uh-huh. And they're normal? They're back to normal? Yeah. Are you breastfeeding? No. Are you on any medications? No. Nope. How's your boyfriend? Huh? How's your boyfriend? Oh, he's good. <laughs> it's the same as it was before, so it just... Same, same yeah. instrument? Yeah. Same penis? Yep. Okay. But the uh, Some guys will pull the old swap on you once in a while. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what bothers me is should I go to a doctor because it it only hurts like a week before I get Yeah, you it. should. I, I, if I had to sort of uh, surmise what this is, I would be most likely to guess it would be endometriosis. Okay? Hmm? So endometriosis? Oh, really? Ever heard uh, of that? Uh-huh, yeah, because I've been looking in like the medical book, but it seems like you have everything when you look yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. But um, how could that happen? How do you get endometriosis? 
Yeah. Uh, how do you get any medical problem? It just happens as you get older. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a would curse it be, from God. Uh, would it be due to the child having the child? Uh, I think that could be part of why it's coming on now, sure. Uh, and again, that would be the first thing to look at, whether it's that. There are many other possibilities, as you found out by looking at the book. I mean, for instance, there can be retained products of conception. There can be infections in the uterine lining. There can be lots of different little things but all of which would be evaluated by a gynecologist. Okay? Uh, retained products of conception, such as like a, you know... A piece uh, of placenta or something. Oh, I thought you were talking about like uh, one of those uh, uh, six-pack binders that, you know, uh, uh, seagoing birds get caught up in or something like that. I, uh, it could be that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Lorraine. Uh-huh. Um, how many kids you got? Just one. Oh, hey. You, you having protected sex now, are you? Yeah. Oh, you are? Uh-huh. What are you using? Condoms. Uh-huh. I don't trust that. <laughs> but uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lorraine. Listen, a- add to me. something to the condom. No, 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 no. Listen, when uh, listen, when we get the answer condom, it means uh, sometimes condom, because the people that are serious about conception, uh, uh, who have or or uh, lack of conception, <laughs> what word am I looking for? Contraception. Here? Contraception. <laughs> See, that's why he gets the big bucks, everybody, because I can't speak English. The people that are serious about uh, contraception are people uh, who are on the pill, who have the, uh, who have Norplant and what have you. you. You're using the condom once in a while, right? No. Huh? All the same. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah. How'd you get pregnant in the first place? I'm protected sex. Ah. Oh. Except for that one time. Except for that one time. All right. How old's your boyfriend? 21. We don't talk again enough about the morning after pill. Keep in mind, folks, that within 48 hours of an unprotected episode, you can take a pill, now been approved, thank God, by the FDA, oh, uh, overall or, or low overall in such a way that uh, it will decrease the risk of pregnancy rather substantially. So if you'd had that unprotected sex and you really didn't want to have a child, you go to doctor and get the overall or low overall pill, take it, and that's that. Thank you, Drew. Uh, your boyfriend working? Yeah. You guys, uh, everything good? Uh-huh. All right, no more kids? No. Until he gets a raise. Yeah. All right, go to the doctor. Get yourself checked out. Okay, thank you. All right, Lorraine. All right. Take bye. care. Jay, 13. Hi. Huh? Hey. You guys rule. Hey, you rock, Jay. Yeah? Yeah, we were talking about you during the last break. Oh, really? Yeah. Anything good? Well, you know, I don't want to build you up too much, get a yeah. fat head and everything, have you strutting around school like uh, <laughs> some sort of prize uh, cock. At a, at a, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I was wondering... um. On the internet, if it's like safe to let out your phone number or your address, or I would say not. No. No. Well, who are you looking for? Well, uh, you know, just like I met somebody in the chat room. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Uh. Well, here's the deal with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's safe. Uh. But it's not really your decision because, after all, uh, whose address are you giving out? Mine. Yours and. Um. Nobody else's. Nobody else. Nobody else lives at your house. Well, maybe my friend, who's not my friend anymore. Mm-hmm. So, what are you just squatting a uh, tenement uh, on the Upper East Side? Uh, maybe. Mm. All right. Where are you living, you moron? Me? Yes. Uh, Twainheart. All right. You. All right. Who lives there with you? Me. Okay. Uh. uh, uh oh. Richard. <laughs> right, you and Richard are shacked up. Yeah. Are you in a foster home? No. Where's Mama and Papa? Uh. They're, like, asleep. All right. Good night. You you pinhead. Oh, for Christ's sake, with this concrete thinking, Drew. That's what that is. Or avoidant. It's both. The combination of avoidant and concrete. What? What? Who lives here? Huh? Uh, Richard. (laughs) 
Uh, who else's address are you giving out when you give out your address? Uh, Richard? <laughs> I was not that stupid at 13, Drew, please. Yeah. All right. All right, maybe a little dumber. All right, Jay, uh, don't give it out because a uh, big fat trucker is going to uh, show up drunk uh, with sodomy on his mind at the doorstep, and your dad is going to be the first one who's going to get it, and then he's going to give it to you. So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. As Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code podcast and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. No, oh, the perils of being Dr. Drew. I'm Adam Carolla. This is Loveline tomorrow. Toad the wet sprocket. And we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline. Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. All right, love line phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is a good doctor, Dr. Drew, sitting in with you now just on the backside of 11 o'clock. Coming your way all night. Where's Mike with, with the vomit the sound? That feels so good. Please, Mike. Like this one from Billy Ocean. <laughs> hey, Drew. Yeah. Yeah, get with it. Uh, this guy is an asshole. Thank you. <laughs> you know what we need to do with this show? We need to make it a like a three-hour show and then uh, just go ahead and edit it and tighten it all up and then send it out on a satellite. 
we, we really give everyone the unedited uh, show. I'm, uh, I'm mispronouncing every third word and five beats late. Uh, Drew is uh, either eating, uh, sneezing, punching the mic, or uh, talking to Ann about something she's never heard of. And uh, Engineer Mike is uh, reaching for those uh, carts somewhere back there and uh, usually coming in uh, April 17th. Hello. Um, I have a trouble with intimacy. Um, I've recently noticed that I don't like people touching me. Um, men, my family in general, especially men in my family. Um, I don't like my friends touching me. What, what, how, what's happening? What's, what's causing I'm, anything? I don't, I will like when my, like, sister tries to give me a hug, I don't like it. When my dad tries to give me a hug, I don't like Has it. Has it always been that way? Um, I don't, well, kind of, yeah, but, I mean, recently it just got really bad. Why? I don't know. I just don't like anybody touching me. I don't mind my mother giving me hugs, but... Does this trigger any memories or any, any ideas? Um, no, it's just I feel very uncomfortable. I don't like... All right, listen, listen. We're hip to the part where it's uncomfortable. So if it doesn't trigger any memories, just say no. Does, okay. does it trigger any memories? No. What okay. Kind of, what kind of feelings do you have around being touched? How does it make um, you feel? I just feel very uncomfortable. Like, I, don't, just, I feel bad. I don't know. But when, it makes you feel ashamed. Well, yeah. But mostly, I don't like, I mean, I've just, I've noticed that I can't even have a relationship with other people. Like, with, there's a guy that wants to go out with me, and I, I just don't want to be around him. Has, uh, when, uh, I don't know if we figured this one out, but has it always been this way? Well, not really, no. No. It just started? Just last couple, like about a year ago, yeah. About a year ago. Something happened. And there's no event that happened? Huh? Nothing happened? Not that I remember. A year ago? No. Nothing triggered it. I mean, my father used to hit me. Ah. Well, there's something. Well, yes. But, I mean, I can't, I can't be intimate with anybody. Were you having a relationship until last year? Have you ever had a relationship? No. Never I, had a close relationship? No, not really. When did I your mean, father uh, start, stop hitting you? About a year ago. Um, I was taken away from the home, and I was put into a foster home, and then my father got custody of me again. How long ago did you get out of the foster home? About a couple months ago. So something about that foster home experience was unpleasant for you, right? Oh, no. The, I was probably the happiest when I was in the foster home. All right, but um, hold on, Arlene. Arlene Francis, I'm going to flip over all the cards, and uh, <laughs> uh, this is what this show's starting to feel like. Uh, April. Yes. Um, your dad uh, beat you to such a point that you had to be removed from the house. Yeah. All right, so it's very understandable that you'd have difficulty, uh, you know, trusting people, trusting, and trusting men, especially. Well, I'm not done. I mean, I've also noticed that, like, I've started to like strange things like pain. Um, I like to inflict pain on myself for some reason. And oh, yes. Well, it's a way of mastering that abuse in a way. I, and um, when, I, when I am intimate with someone... I rather do the touching rather than touch me. Right. 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 And probably pretty rough, huh? I'm just I'm I'm really confused. I've become really depressed with this. Yeah. I don't know mm. what to do. All right. Um, well, basically, let me, let me just put it in the, in the broadest <sighs> term. All right, let me ask you this. Hold on, Drew. Why did your dad get you back? Um, my mother. Uh, they're separated. My mother and my father are separated because he used to beat her as well. All right. Um, she can't. She doesn't have enough stable income right now to hold 
right. house with me. How's your dad? Did he get counseling? Yes. Um, he's, he's a lot better now. All right. But the point is, is he can't, you know, all the hugs in the world are not going to undo uh, his beatings of the past. Well, yeah. Okay. So that, uh, that's, that, listen, what's going on with you, April, is real natural. There's nothing bizarre here. Right. It all adds right. up. I mean, your mind is trying to deal with these traumatic experiences. They're just trying to put the rage and the pain and the trauma into some kind of an emotional context as you grow up here. And the way you're dealing with it now is by having difficulty trusting, having difficulty opening up for fear of re-experiencing those same things. And what you're ending up doing instead is by going ahead and acting them out on yourself anyway. That's uh, a way of mastering that. All right, so Drew, you asked me the same questions of uh, you asked April. Were you ever abused? No, <laughs> you didn't ask that. Uh, ask, ask the same question. Uh, I have uh, trouble hugging folks. Uh, any, anything ever happened to you? No. Uh, you, anything ever happened to, when you started having this trouble a year ago? Mm, no, a year ago. Is there anything at all that was going on in your life that might have triggered this? No, I just can't hug. You can't hug. Anything happened to you before that? Any trauma? Uh, I was beaten repeatedly and sent to a home. Uh, other than that, it's hugging. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, April, it's it's I I, I uh, it's real sad what this guy did to you. I'm glad he got counseling. I'm glad he's going to try to make amends, but it's going to take a while for you uh, to trust him. And because uh, Papa stands for all men, when you're young, it's going to take you a while to trust all men. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ever. Well, let's not damn her yeah, to a see, life of again, this, Drew. more what we were talking about earlier is that these internalized relationships remain fixed. I mean, her relationship with her internal uh, image of her father is a little therapy, a little work, little time out, and uh, April will be fine. You'll be fine, April. You just it's, it's, it's a problem that has to be, you know, wait a minute. Let me say this before we talk to 23-year-old uh, Chuck over here. What April has is no different than uh, somebody who has, let's say, uh, uh, diabetes or um, asthma or something this is something that you have to address it's something you have to concern yourself with it's something you have to take appropriate steps with uh, when you have uh, diabetes uh, listen I'm no doctor so don't jump in if I screw this up but the point is you have to worry about uh, what you eat you have to worry about your insulin you have to worry about certain things and you have to approach life in a little different way doesn't mean you can't enjoy life doesn't mean you got to get off uh, the roller coaster and kill yourself it just means you have this problem and it's something you have to look out for uh, when you have a relationship you have to you can't just go winging off to Hawaii for eight weeks without your insulin Y right. You have to take certain it's, it's steps. A delicate issue, April right. has to uh, get some counseling. April has to uh, keep herself in check. When she gets in a relationship, she has to focus on what happened in the past and understand what's going to happen in the future. And it, like like any problem that anybody has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Drew? It, it, All right, wise but Yes. Chuck, 23. A little idealistic, but reasonable. Yes. Chuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Chuck. Chuck. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said, how are you doing? Oh, all right. We couldn't hear the first six how are you oh. doing, but we got the can you hear me part. Oh, okay, good. Anyway, I uh, just want to say you guys are awesome. Uh, and Adam, you're right. You guys shouldn't be getting paid the same amount. Right. Uh, Drew should be getting a lot more. more Thank you. Right. Thank you, Chuck. All right. All right. Let's, there you go. Uh, let's get rid of no, Chuck. Get, no, get him back on the I've line. had no, enough no, of this, we're, Chuck. We're going to fight over this. Chuck, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, um, I just wanted to know, um, somebody gave me some lithium pills. Gave you lithium pills? Yeah. And, uh, like, 
You mean you were, pres- you were prescribed lithium? No, 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 no. Uh, somebody I know gave them to me. What are you doing? That's neighborly. It, well, it's not. I mean, it's a long story. It's not like they just walked up to me and offered them to me or whatever. But anyway, my question is, if you take a lithium pill, do, what does it do to you, like, if anything at all? Why would you want to take a lithium pill? All right, pill? just answer the just, question. Exactly. He's trying to get himself what, what, screwed up. What's Come the on. worst thing that can happen to you? Huh? What's the worst thing that can happen to you? Well, just, like, what happens to you, you know what I mean? What does it do to you as somebody that wouldn't What's otherwise? What's it do to you, like, if you're just taking a drug? Yeah. Probably nothing. Oh, nothing at all? You wouldn't feel any sensation? Mm, no, probably Why not. not? It's a mood stabilizer. It doesn't make people high. It doesn't increase mood. It just it just stabilizes peop- moods where people have unstable moods. So it's not like Valium? Nothing like that at all. Oh, okay. Not all even right. close to all that. But it can cause kidney failure, and it can cause diarrhea, yeah. and it can be a risky medication. That, like with any medication, there's got to be an important therapeutic purpose yeah. to exposing what, yourself. What if to those Chuck smoked risks. it? Huh? Yeah. What if you want to smoke it, Chuck? Maybe that would do something. No, 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 no. I just, I just right. wondered if it did anything to you, like you said, like Valium. Or what, what are the street drugs? What other pharmaceutical drugs are you fooling around with? Nothing. No. <laughs> uh, no, nothing else than this. I just somebody. Asked. Oh, he really got him on the ropes, Drew. Yeah, yeah. You're working me over here. Are you looking yeah. out your window right now, Chuck? Me, actually, uh, no. I'm staring at the wall, but all right, I'm at work. So, right. Where do you work, Chuck? I can't tell you that. Okay. What kind of work do you do? I'm a machinist. Oh, a, okay. Yeah, I work in a machine shop. Well, what do you do? Defense stuff? Uh, no, it just, I don't. Yeah, if I give you my name, somebody right. listens to this. And I'm hip. Uh, what kind of machining do you do, though? Uh, well, actually, I'm a quality control person. Uh-huh. For what? Uh, otherwise, we do turning steels and whatnot. They turn steel? Yeah. But for what application? Uh, automotive industry. Uh-huh. You, no. you, you turn brake drums and uh, rotors and stuff? Uh, no, it's an internal motor part. No. Crank, rods, uh, cams? Um, no, it's for the fuel system. All right, I'm done guessing. Yeah, <laughs> Arlene, well, uh, flip over the cards talking, again. If I keep talking, somebody might know. All right, Chuck. Uh, Chuck, the lithium freak. Uh, believe me, uh, yeah. I know guys who work at machine shops. They're all on something. No, yeah. yeah oh, yes, okay. yeah, please. All right. All right, I understand the business very well. Okay. All right, uh, the lithium will do nothing for you. Sell it to a guy who uh, has an unstable mood. There we go. All right. Do not take any, sub- any medication that has not been prescribed for you. It's you, uh, Chuck, uh, if you want to get yourself effed up, why don't you just grab a nice uh, uh, raw billet of steel and smack yourself in the cranium with it? Really? That's a much cheaper, effective yes. way. Uh, would you experience uh, some euphoria from that, uh, would you say, Drew? Uh, if you near death, yeah. Yeah, okay. Elaine, 25. Hi. Hey. Um, I just moved to a big city. I grew up in a small town, and I just finished college in a small town where there weren't any um, people of different colors, races. Mm-hmm. And so I just moved to a big city. It was all black? I'm sorry? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and so um, I just moved to a big city now, and um, I'm starting to, to date people. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in, in different people, but I'm afraid to ask guys out who might be you know, a different race, because I don't, I don't know, is it okay, is the whole, is it okay to date interracially? Well, if you want to have the mongoloid kid, sure. (laughs) 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 Elaine, how small, uh, where are you from, how small a town, Lilliput? No, it's in, oh, it's in Nebraska near Omaha. Uh Uh-huh, and, um, 
you went to college, and then now what town are you in? Um, I'm in the Bay Area. Oh, the Bay Area. Oh, boy. That is a transition. You got, uh, not only do you have every color under the rainbow, but every possible sexual proclivity under there. You have uh, guys from uh, Burma who are into, uh, you know, uh, monkey sodomy. Everything is there. So you've picked the right town. Uh, uh, Elaine. Yeah. Uh, it is all right to date uh, men. I'm guessing you're white? Yes. Yeah, sure. Well, go out with whoever turns you on. Uh, are you physically attracted to one race more than another? No. No. You don't... Uh, you don't... What, what is motivating all this discomfort with this? Is there something you're worried about your parents or your back-home situation? What, what's the deal? Yeah, I guess my parents, maybe. Well, they'll, I mean... they'll adjust. Hey, I think the people... Uh, I don't want to... Uh, Go I ahead. I think people interracial dating are the, are the crusaders of uh, of the present day. I mean, they are the ones really, really doing the work, of having to live the lives of uh, fighting against the social improprieties and social inequities. Right, and, while getting and, laid. And then it's their kids, even that even have, are more uh, the the pioneers. <coughs> but of Drew, explain the changes are yet to Explain come. the gene pool to the kids. That that genetic diversity enhances a population's ability to survive. Right. But the more you mix, uh, the more there is potential for improvement in the genetic uh, makeup. I think I'm. I mean, I'm fine with it. it. It's probably just. It's probably just my parents that I'm worried about. Have, have you dated many guys, Elaine? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. No. How many? How many guys you had sex with? Six. All right. That ain't too many by twenty-five of uh, dating since you, for ten for the last ten years. Yeah. All right. Uh, but you've never uh, relaxed with her, Drew. Nah, for, for for today's twenty single twenty-five-year-old. Today, yeah. No. People, not when you were 25. No, people I'm telling you. Uh, I'm telling you, today's uh, your average 25-year-old who's never been married, who's uh, just got done out of college. Are you kidding? Uh, mo uh, uh, most 25-year-old uh, women uh, just out of college have more sex, uh, you know, one day more than six guys between classes. Please, Drew. Oh, Mary. Uh, so I shouldn't be... Um, uh, no. Apprehensive about No, whoever, listen, uh, look uh, beyond the skin color. Whoever you're attracted to physically and emotionally, uh, that is your man. Okay. All right. And uh, your parents, uh, your parents, if they're good parents, are going to want you to be happy. And you're going to be happy when you're with uh, the person you want to be with. All right? Okay. All right. Let's stay away from those Lebanese. <laughs> All right? Okay, thanks. All right. Yeah, I got to draw the line, Drew. No, please. <laughs> uh, Derek, 18. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, okay, I just have like a little question problem thing. Hold on. Um, I'm trying to rethink my uh, racist statement to a, uh, to a uh, group that is uh, less, uh, less uh, proactive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want any, like, uh, you know, uh, one, one that has uh, less uh, history with terrorism, like... Uh, uh, Jamaicans, <laughs> they don't do anything but get stoned and hang out at the beach, right? Oh, yeah. Night. Cigars. All right. Uh, what's going on, Derek? You're calling from Canada? Yeah. Where? Uh, actually, Kingsville, Ontario, Canada. Oh, Ontario. know it well. <laughs> My honeymoon there in the 60s. Northern part. near your, your uh, utopia, isn't it? Is Kingsville, uh, is, near, is that near Plentywood, Montana? Uh, 
I have no idea. Right. Do you know where Mont? Have you heard of the United States? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know where Montana is? It's just a. It's just a speck on the map. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I know where Montana is. Okay. How close are you to Montana? Uh. I. Not sure. That's really. what it is. Okay. Uh, it's good to hear that the uh, Canadian uh, schooling system is in just as bad a shape as ours is. Oh, yeah, I know. All that. right. I just got a school teacher. All right. Well, I'd like to head down south and visit you one of these days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm leaving for the Navy in a couple of months, and I'm going to be going to BC, British Columbia. And uh, I've been going out with my girlfriend for about two years, and... She doesn't want me to go because she doesn't trust me, and she's just, like, miss me and stuff, and I'm not sure what to tell her. Like, I'm going to go anyways, but I don't know how to tell her. She, so she doesn't know you're going? No. Well, she knows I'm going. Like, I told her that I applied and stuff, but she doesn't want me to go. Well, and you're I don't going. know how to get her, like, through it. Like, uh, You can't. You have to just do what you have to do. I just, like, leave? <laughs> Well, I mean, you you tell her how you feel, and um, you don't be uh, hold on. cold to her, but you, if you're going to go, she's going to have to deal with that. Canada has a Navy? Yep. What the hell do you guys need a Navy for? You got us. <laughs> Canada, what do you got? Uh, like a, a PT boat we sold you in 1957? Uh, what kind of... I've never seen a Canadian Navy. Hey, look, you hear how... There's Derek, no Canadian Navy. You hear how Derek speaks. They have to do something with these kids. <laughs> Let me tell you what the Canadian Navy is the equivalent to. Uh, it's equivalent to... Remember when you were in junior high and some, uh, some senior uh, forced you to buy tickets to the pool on top of the gym that never existed? <laughs> I think that's what this Canadian Navy is. They're just rounding up troublemakers, and they're going to ship you off to the States. <laughs> Canadian Navy. I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Derek, uh, you got you to be straight out with her. You're not going to cheat, are you? No. No, no, no. Okay. All right. And how long are you in for over there? How's that, you gotta, how long do you enlist for? Here it's four years. Uh, um, well, two and a half years of schooling. That, that's you, you like learn a trade over there. Oh, really? Yep. And then you can stay as long as you want there. Derek, this, this, this is like going away to college. I mean, you, you have to do what you have to do to pursue what it is you want to do in life. And uh, this relationship will either work out or it won't. And that's sort of natural history of relationships at your age. Yeah. It really is. Okay? All right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay, bye. Smoke less pot, please. It's <laughs> going off the Canadian Navy. I, just, I never see the Canadian Navy. We get in lots of conflicts around the world. And they're, hey, there's those guys from Canada and a battleship coming right up. They've been bombing the beach for a while now. They uh, played a huge role in World War II, the Air Force and stuff. Right. They let us uh, park our planes on their soil so no, we no, could no, uh, no, fly no, it no, over no. into if Russia. You go, if you go into Normandy, it's a tremendous, all these things about the Canadian Air Force. Right. They supplied booze and, uh, and, um, <laughs> and jerky for the troops. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to have an uh, angry mob outside the studio by the time I'm done. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Hey, 
this is John Popper from Blues Traveler, and you're listening to The Love Line, where love likes to hang out. Ah, yes. That big bundle of love, John Popper. And we're going to work on him, right? Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> just good radio. Now, here's the deal. He's not uh, doing the L.A. dates. Ah! Oh. I know, baby. I've been working on it, so. Man. He's not coming to L.A., so we're going to get him some other way. I wanted him to come back before I he left. Know. You know how I feel about it. I know. Bring your sacks out. Yeah, get out the old horn again. Dust off the horn and uh, sit down and, uh, you know, lay down some riffs with John Popper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a historical moment in Loveline history. All right, I'm Adam Kroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew, board certified. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Drew. Hey. Uh, you're cornered by a kid uh, and his penis at the gas station uh, this weekend. Yeah, very strange. I mean, I don't think about, you know, our sort of, presence you know i was i was heading out to meet my family and i uh, got i've got some gas got off the freeway and the, you had some gas you had to get off the freeway yeah, right uh-huh. and the kid uh, grabbed me said oh my god i was i was just told my girlfriend i've got to call you and he walked right up to me i thought oh, gee, what, I, what i do i thought I, i'd done something wrong and uh he couldn't sustain an erection uh when he put on a condom now where no does he cost you uh chevron they actually just out by the pumps no in near the Submarine sandwiches. Okay, inside the uh, yeah. deli section. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. low uh, on the totem pole do you got to be to pay eight bucks uh, for like one of those subs that just uh, death? No, it's actually by the Snapple, I think. It's okay, well that's all right. Yeah. All and right. Uh, you know, he he was mom was telling his mom was there and he wanted to talk about this. And a nice kid. I mean, I really I I, I feel for the guy, but I, I just in that out of context, it's real hard to concentrate. Yeah. And give somebody a real answer. You got to put your penis face on. Well, I, you weren't ready. No, I wasn't ready. All right. Did you help him, though? No, I, I really, I was just kind of, right, I dumbfounded. Let me tell you something. You uh, are an ambassador to the show. All right. And let me explain something. You are Loveline's uh, Dr. Drew 24 7. Right. Do you understand yes. this? People should not knock on my door. Just the two hours you nap in here no. nightly. Hey, hey, look. But I, when you are out there, you represent the show. I understand. Do you understand? But, but, but Adam. You don't think of yourself as somebody that I, I I love people, so I love talking to people when they come up. But really, uh, oh, what you're hassled by it? Huh? You're hassled by people talking. No, to I enjoy people coming up and talking to me. Yeah, but uh, when I, if somebody asks a serious question, when you're like trying to get some corn nuts, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to like. Is that a euphemism for something? Maybe, or are you actually trying yeah. to buy the salted nuts? No, the nuts. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that meant you were scratching yourself no, or no. okay. No code. Uh, Andy. Uh, hello. Hey, you're 16. Yeah. What do you know about life at 16? Um, so I was wondering, my girlfriend had PID. Yeah. And um, does that mean that she has, like, uh, gonorrhea? Well, that's one of the causes of PID. P- PID is pelvic inflammatory disease, and it's typically referring to an infection in the fallopian tubes, mm-hmm. which are the tubes that connect the uterus to the ovaries. That all makes sense to everybody. Mm. And um, I want to know... Um, how is it that I could catch that? By having sex with her. However, not all PID is sexually transmitted. Uh, chlamydia is certainly another cause of PID. Uh, and there are other bacterial causes of PID. There are other bacteria that can get up in that area that are not necessarily of a sexually transmitted nature. Are you having sex, uh, Andy? Um, not oral or like, um, it was just like, 
Maybe, um, hang on. Well, let me, yeah, see if I, let me try to rephrase this question uh, one more time. Are you having uh, sex, Andy? No, but I'm. There was a feeling with with my hands. Uh huh. And I mean, I okay. I, I don't know how I could say this, but go ahead. I like masturbated her. However, it would. I mean, they mm-hmm. use the word diddle. Huh? Diddle. Diddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try to work that into a sentence now. Go ahead. Uh, I diddled her. Beautiful. Uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, That's not going to cause PID, I wouldn't think. No? no? No. Okay, I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, she had, um, she was, like, giving me a hand job or whatever, and mm. she didn't finish. And so, like, I got, um... Pain. Blue balls or something? You had pain. And um, did you have pain? Did I have pain after? Did you have pain? Yeah. Okay. And so later on that night, it, it was hurting, so I kind of finished it. You know. Listen, I've, I've uh, believe me. Tonight, uh, I swear to God, I've talked to sterno logs uh, that have a uh, 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 better uh, capabilities verbally than uh, half our Loveline listeners, just uh, uh, just this evening. All right, so you finish later. Uh-huh, and, like, after, when I had, um... <laughs> when, when I finished it, it, it had hurt more afterwards. Right, right, more. right, that can happen. Right. It, that, so that's normal? Yes. It's not good for you, but it doesn't mean you have a medical problem, necessarily. Okay. Okay? It just irritates everything. All right. All right. Uh, you guys, you really need a uh, third party, a guy with like a manual uh, in one hand and uh, like a uh, big tumbler Gatorade in the other and a towel over his shoulder to kind of walk you two through the whole thing. Although it's kind of nice. Enjoy this part because uh, the wonder, excitement, and amazement uh, that uh, that is uh, that is in every moment now sexually for you is fleeting. One day it will all become passe. However, you'll he, do what I do, which you actually uh, hire a guy to diddle before you actually move in, come in there, and finish her off sexually. I don't diddle anymore. I don't know if you know that, Drew. Uh, I have a no diddling me. clause. Yeah. Uh, I make the ladies sign it sexually. There'll be no diddling. But I'll he, have my he, seconds diddle. He's already coming up against some of the more uh, maybe unpleasant elements of a relationship, and that is that uh, PID can be a sexually transmitted disease, and Andy has not had sex with his girlfriend. All right. And then Therefore, when you do, you need to, you need to uh, sort of straighten that history out and find out if indeed she is having sex with other people. And you yourself, make sure you practice safe sex, wear a condom. All right. Uh, so you don't have the KID. <sighs> Which is what? Let's see. K- How about the AID, the Andy inflammatory disease? KID. Oh, the kid. Mm. I see. Oh, I for see. Christ's I sake. See. Oh, Jesus, Drew. <laughs> Drew, what would happen if there were no books invented? You'd just walk around. Uh, you'd never grasp the language. You'd, you'd be working uh, at a pit at a transmission place, uh, cleaning oil off the bottom of Big Rick. Yes, I would. It's a fact. Imagine if there are no books. I'd have no relations. <laughs> That's it. There'd be no language. There'd be nothing. <laughs> K-I-D. All right, Drew. I listen. I can only make fun of you because you're, you know. Yeah. 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 Adam, uh, if your uh, sister's listening, uh, I'd like to meet her. She doesn't listen to the show. How did she know you abused me so much? 
she saw a uh, tape of the TV show that my mom sent her ah. in Germany. Mm. All right. Kim. Yeah. Okay, I am. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're 17. Yeah. All right, I have two questions, actually. The first one is, um, actually, one's a problem, one's a question. The first one is, I've been through, like, a lot of depressions in my life. And I've got this one friend that helps me through a lot of them. And he, he's probably the only person in this world that understands my emotions. Is his name heroin? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like some teenage code thing going on. <laughs> no. Okay. What's his name, Larry? No. Okay. No. But um, I find myself now that I like spending time with him. And basically, I think I've fallen in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel the same when I'm around him as when I'm with my better half, my girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened to you when you were growing up? Nothing. What happened? No. It's, Come on. I I wasn't loved a lot, but... That what was, happened? Were you hit? Normally. Normally you were hit. Like any other child. Uh, there is, by the way, no, there is no what such is, What is the average beating scale? Twice a week? Well, yeah. there Thank no you such when thing. I did something bad. Kim, there is no such thing. There's no such thing as average hitting. By the way, any any physical any physical striking of children is a criminal offense in most states. So uh, unless your mom does it, no, then it's all right. No. Oh sure. Uh, so you so you were beaten as a child. You were hit. Well, wait a minute. Were you spanked uh, when you were naughty kind of thing, or yeah. or were you smacked around a little bit? No, I wasn't smacked around. Ever get a black eye? No. Uh, tanned hide? Mm, depends. How, how many times would you say your dad hit you uh, in total? Uh, I can't remember. Can't count that high? No, I know it's not. I can't count that high. Did he remember. use something to strike you with? Uh, some of the time. Okay, please. That is not normal. Well, what do you use? I, Maybe use a feather duster, Drew. Actually, some of the time. No, what do you use? Excuse me? Are you, seriously, what do you use? Uh, sometimes coat hangers, sometimes... Okay, that is overt. Oh, wait a minute, the guy hit him with a feather duster? It's the long, like... The stick part. Chicken. Yeah. The stick part. Uh, still, it's a, it's a bizarre irony that you uh, really got a beaten with a feather duster. <laughs> You're not going to draw any sympathy from the buddies. Oh, boy, did my dad give it to me good. He pulled out that feather duster. Okay, you, so you perceived your early family life as not loving you. Sure, you don't find it ironic that I yeah, guessed he was yes, beaten with a feather duster? It's bizarre. I don't want to puff you up any further. All right, so just skim over my brilliance, yes, yes. please. Um, and you were physically abused. I mean, that's what this was. Okay, so y- y- your your relationships are uh, infused with chaos. What what else happened to you along the way? Um, that's basically it. Well, what else? How old were you started having sex? Um, just recently. You never had any kind of sexual contact before that. No. Nothing. No. Uh huh. And um, uh, why do you feel? Why do you think or suspect that you're so depressed? Um. Basically, oh, excuse me. Basically, I've been deprived of love in my life. Oh, uh, who? Uh, by your family, I'm guessing. Family, people, society. Oh, society. What do they care? Exactly. Well, <laughs> let me, let me. Uh, I don't want to burst your bubble, but society could give a rat's hiney. <laughs> uh, unless you're making society some money, you get nothing from society. Oh, I don't trust society whatsoever. Right. Yeah, but I'm society is your parents, and your parents have badly abused you, and so it's natural enough that then for anybody that represents that it could be something that you would not like. 
All right, but the guy helped you out in the time of need, became a confidant, and it's natural that you've sort of uh, taken to him. Yeah, but this whole the, the boundaries here are just all screwed up. He's got a girlfriend, but he's got a boyfriend. It's no, just, he, he's a fr- he's like one of my best friends. Yeah, but right. you're but you're you're confusing, and I don't know if you're gay or not, but I mean you're confusing your warm, intimate feelings of friendship with sexual feelings, it sounds like. No, I'm not feeling any sexual or intimacy or lust with him like I do with my girlfriend. That's the problem. Well, didn't you kind of uh, start off by saying you were having uh, some... No, um, it's companionship, and I, I mean, I feel the same way I do about my girlfriend, but it's the lust and the intimacy is not there. No, all right, well, that's just called... Uh, friendship. Uh, that's, that's fine. Yeah, uh, listen, but, I like guys more, too. There's also the fact that, I mean, some of the things I do, like, I'm secure with my sexuality. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah, I can I can give him hugs and mm-hmm. I, like... Reach around. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. But um, some of the things I do, like, I wear nail polish and makeup, and I shave my legs, and I wear fishnet stockings. All right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Are you doing drugs, too? No, I'm not on drugs. Really? I've tried drugs once and mm. I didn't like it. Good. So. That that is that is Good. the one irreversible. I mean that's the the one thing that thank God you're not getting into that could make for irreversible problems. But this other acting out, it's all acting out against your parents yeah, and society. Basically. Yeah. All right. Uh listen, Kim. I hate to say but we got to go to break. Here's the deal, Kim. Uh society is not good and it's not evil. It just doesn't really care. Society will give you what you give it. Uh, do you understand? Yeah. You uh, come up the cure for AIDS, uh, society will treat you accordingly. Uh, you uh, uh, work uh, behind the, uh, the counter at a gas station or uh, get welfare or something, society will treat you that way. That's how society treats uh, people. That, that it really is, this is more about your internal relationship with your parents. Right. Work on that, and uh, it's not all as bleak as it seems. Trying to stop back, but but, uh, but I we I, by the way we've not uh, come up with anything wrong with his relationship. Okay, although there should be. Although he has uh, some more sexual feelings, that he's not talking uh, about. But this friend or anyone brought yeah, it up. That's a point. Some some uh, boundary issues are troubling me. So okay. Bernie, right. the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, too, too high when I'm not drumming up a storm. <laughs> What was the rest of it? Loveline, I'll be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Hi, this is Bobcat Goldthwait, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew. Can I go now? I miss, yeah. I miss Bob Cameron. I, I do, too. Uh, I spoke to him, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's going to come on the show. Oh, good. He's going to be uh, promoting Hercules. Yeah. He's going to uh, get me some passes. He's going to be the sole crusader for this uh, small um, independent film known as Her- Hercules. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, 52,000 McDonald's franchises across uh, the country and uh, Europe. Yeah, my kids are already. Uh, hey, listen, we're like probably Hercules going. is going to need Bobcat to go out and get on the road and hey, campaign. We're probably going the Friday it comes out. Oh, really? really? Oh, no, my kids are just like, okay, okay, let's go. When's Hercules? All right, here's what you do with the kids. Listen, you have to take advantage. Uh, here's the deal, Drew. What, what leverage I have, I got to use. I've seen your kids. Uh, they're uh, they're pretty they're pretty bright, hmm. and uh, I'm guessing by uh, ten and a half they're going to be smarter than you are. Could be. I know one of them's already smarter than Susan is. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. 
I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to offend Susan. All right. I smell a phone call uh, coming tomorrow from Susan. Believe me, the beep's going to go off any second. Uh, break all the radios at the house. Here's the point. Uh, lie while you can. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, no, they figured... Oh, no, no. No, no, yeah, no, no. That comes out a week later uh, than whenever you know it what? comes out. One thing Do you understand I've learned about that kids is one, one clear rule about kids is never lie. You can say no, and you can say we're not going to discuss it, but you never lie. All right, never get caught. I'm going to upgrade <laughs> that. Listen, they're four and a half. They don't even... Uh, they have no idea uh, about the uh, Gregorian calendar. <laughs> Did I screw that up? I don't know whose calendar it is, frankly. Uh, whose calendar are we using? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. The point is this. Uh, Mike, find out whose calendar we're using. The point is this, Drew. Uh, lie. Lie like a uh, wet rug. Do you understand? Uh, if the movie comes out on the 20th, it comes out the 27th. That way you beat uh, this madhouse. Mm. And, uh, you know. Yeah, it's all part of the experience. So, hey, listen. Hey, I, can't I, the Disney people buff you out a little bit? I, Lord knows you're talking from, about this thing. Nobody from Disney... I. I I've had ten different people assure me. Oh, they all uh, nothing right, ever comes to me. Let from me Disney, say something. Uh, listen, you tight asses. Uh, would you give Drew a copy of this movie so we can sit home and watch it uh, without having uh, sparing him the indignity of dragging the entire and expense of dragging uh, him and the entire family to the theater? Uh, it will be the best uh, twenty bucks you ever spent because it, or whatever it costs them. I'm sure it won't cost them anything. They give you a tape, you watch it at home on the big screen, then you come back in raving about it, mm -hmm. and they do even more business. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. All right, Disney. Or even just a couple of passes. <laughs> anything. Anything. No, no, anything no, that I have no, to... No. They should be begging you to watch this film, Drew. You're a big celebrity. Uh, All right. Give me your beehive thing. Ah, yes. Uh, society. And then we're moving on to these calls, because we just spoke to another uh, disillusioned teenager who uh, was sure that society had it out for him. Uh, meanwhile, he's wearing fishnet stockings, uh, shaving his legs, uh, basically walking around like Ethel Merman, and he wants to know why society is judging him so harshly. And uh, here's the way, uh, what I was saying to Drew during the break. Uh, society is basically uh, a beehive. Uh, and here's how beehive works. Uh, it's a bunch of bees taking care of business. Once in a while... A rogue bee will fly away from the hive and sting you in the ass for no reason whatsoever. But, and, and you know what that's equivalent to in society? That's equivalent to some guy just chucking a rock through your living room window because he's drunk and he felt like it or he right. saw his own reflection in it. Or, uh, you know, pick your version of it. Right, the freeway drive-by or something. Freeway drive-by, you go uh, uh, under the overpass and some kid shoots a BB uh, yeah. into the back of your neck. All right, that happens once in a while. But by and large, uh, it doesn't happen. The society is the hive, and the hive's uh, main goal is getting honey for the hive, and they're busy. Now, you uh, get the uh, ghetto blaster, uh, crank it up, put it on your shoulder, uh, go walking under the hive and smack it with a stick, and yes, the bees turn on you. They'll chase you right into the lake uh, like a bad Yogi Bear episode. But... You dress like a normal human being, you get in there and you start gathering honey, uh, they will uh, welcome you into the hive, or at least uh, not pay any attention to you. And you start collecting more honey than all the rest of the bees, and uh, you all of a sudden will be the uh, queen of the hive. Am I right, Drew? Eloqu is this Eloqu society? This is uh, brilliant. Uh, you know, this Will Rogers, uh, <laughs> that's all I ever hear about is this Will Rogers. <laughs> this is goddamn Will Rogers. You, okay. 
right, excuse me. Come on. Uh, everybody. Yes, Will the, Rogers didn't have crap on please. me. Oh, we big not, deal. He not, had a lariat. Let, big let's go, deal. Let's have a policy here. Do not compliment Adam ever. <laughs> He gets, he gets he goes from saying something reasonable, getting no a good compliment, problem. to being a uh, ruler of the universe. Come on. Very sad. Okay. No. All right, all right. Uh, you're lucky. I can't think of uh, the the uh, gay playwright's name who uh, you love so much. Somerset Mom. Oh, uh, Truman Capote. No. All what are you right. talking about? Uh, the the gay playwright uh, of yore who you uh, who you quote so often. Karen, 25. Hi. How are you guys doing? Who is the only gay pl- Who is the only gay playwright you've ever quoted to me? Tennessee Williams. I can't think of who's the... Uh, All right. Well, we'll just move well, what, what kind of What kind of play? I'm not going to help you anymore. Wait, no, come on. Uh, uh, nothing is funny unless it's a oh, serious. Oh, 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 okay. Um, um, ah. Karen, 25. Wrote, wrote the per- portrait of Dorian Gray. Help yes. me. Sherry. Uh, Karen. Oliver. Hello? 25. Oscar Wilde, thank you. Hello? Go ahead, Karen. Hello? Hi. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm like the straight Oscar Wilde. Hello? <laughs> Karen, we're here. Okay. Hey, um, okay, this is my question. I don't have any history of abuse or anything in my family at all, and when I get really angry with my boyfriend, I hit him. And, like, bad, like, I get bruises on my arms and hands and stuff. And I was just wondering what you guys thought might be the problem. Uh, you should, uh, well, I'm thinking you should stop. Did you, well, did you I fight know. like that with your siblings? Uh, no. Did no. you ever fight with anybody like that? Um, a past boyfriend I have. And where, where did you learn this behavior? That's the thing, I don't know. I mean, where did you see violence when you were growing up? I never did, no one. No one in my family ever did. Anybody ever get angry, yell? No, I never even, they never, my parents never even fought or anything in front of that. You watch a lot of the uh, UPN or the WB network? <laughs> no, I don't even mm. have cable. Oh. Anybody? Uh, those aren't cables. <laughs> are, are you drinking or on drugs when you're doing this? Um, uh, most of the time I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm drunk. Okay. I, I well, that's it. That's the people that really drink. Yeah. People, when you're on drugs, you're on drugs. You do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. I know that's very, very profound. Uh, could you put that on a card engineer, Mike? Thank you. Uh, and when you're on drugs, you do things. Your brain functions differently than it would otherwise. Things, impulses that you would not more naturally contain are no longer contained. So uh, you we're in, would be like an alcoholic or something like that? Well, the, I can't say that based on that, but uh, it's suspicious. When there are consequences as a result of substance use and the substance use goes on or progresses, Especially progresses, and if there's any family history there, well, that's what alcoholism is. Hmm. There's no family history of alcoholism. Okay. Well, then it may not be. You may then stop using alcohol and see, see if the behavior settles down. So if, if it's only happening when I'm drunk, I shouldn't really worry about it, you think? Um, if you can't, if the behavior continues and you can't contain it, I would worry about it. Okay. If, if stopping the, the mind-altering substances isn't enough to stop the behavior, then I'd look into it. Jennifer. Yeah. You're 14. Yeah. Hey. Hi. Hey. Okay. Um, I don't really know where to start, but um, okay. I have a boyfriend, and he's 14 also, and he's been having like a really hard past like three years, um, into drugs, um, sent off to a lot of like boarding schools and stuff. 
And um, he was like my best friend. We've been best friends for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, what's your question for us, Jeff? Okay, no. okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, tonight he came over, and um, like, uh, I mean, he just got back from boarding school, and I I brought up that I wanted him to be my first. Mm-hmm. And um, he he said okay, and like he he said that he really wanted to, and he's he's had sex three times before with three different people mm-hmm. and um i started talking to him about like the precautions we should take like um protection and stuff and um he said that he didn't want to go get tested because um it would make him feel like a lab rat and he wouldn't and it would take like the beauty out of sex <laughs> Now, I, I, I can picture the first three times he had sex. Drew, uh, a uh, windswept beach, oh, yeah. uh, candles. Year uh, to eternity. Bottle of uh, Chardonnay uh, chilling in a, in a um, uh, beautiful um, silver uh, cooler uh, just to his right. Uh, a uh, old Victrola wound up with uh, Bach playing. Uh, or, or was it that? Or uh, was he uh, banging some other chick who was uh, staying at the halfway house uh, with him on the uh, vomit-stained cot in the uh, cleaning closet? I suggest, Jennifer, uh, that you truly um, take the beauty out of sex and absolutely categorically refuse to have sex with anybody that's not willing to be responsible. Oh, Jennifer, come there on. Is no, there, there's no beauty there. This guy's 14 and is, uh, has a rap sheet uh, longer uh, than the Manson family already. He's do probably it, not a good choice for you to no, live in Virginia. No, don't do it. I'm telling you, baby, you're 14. This is the fork, the fork in the road. It, it actually rhymes with fork as well. Uh, yes. And you're turning, uh, you're, you're going south here. Don't do it. I'm telling you. I got a gut feeling here, Jennifer. Back off. Thank you. Kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.